Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush podcast. I am your host, John Chapman, and man, do we have a big one for you today. The cutdowns have finished. Man, today is just such a bloodbath. You know, whenever it's all said and done, whenever you look at 37 players, 32 teams each, over 1,100 players were cut and or waived today. It's a rough day. A lot of dreams crushed and whatever. Hopefully, you know, you always want everybody to jump back on. But it's just not the reality of the situation. So what we're going to do today, uh, we're going to go through kind of in order everybody that has been cut the way that they were released. Then we're going to pause. We'll do a breakdown of the 53, the ones that are left, and a little bit of news trickling out of Santa Clara on what's going to be happening for week one. Uh, Waivers, a couple people to look out for that we might be putting claims in. That's kind of where we're at today. So Get ready. This is going to be a pretty <laughs> name-heavy episode because we're going over all 90 players, whether they were cut or they were kept, and what that looks like, our positions of value, where we don't have enough, where we have too many, all of those things, and even who's probably going to be the first on the chopping block whenever the first round of waivers goes through. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And again, sorry if you don't follow me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. I am over there all the time. And this is the fifth episode of the week. Uh, It's been a good week, so it's always fun, man. (laughs) We got five episodes in. Hopefully we can keep that trend up and just keep pumping out episodes. So Right off the bat, it started interesting because Sam Young gets cut right off the bat. I thought that, you know, a lot of times NFL teams will do this for the veteran guys, uh, get them cut early to let them get out there and kind of get a shot at seeing if they could land somewhere, kind of get on the radar of some teams. But, you know, veteran offensive tackle gets cut early. Tyree Mayfield cut the halfback, fullback, tight end. Uh, Had a decent preseason, nothing big. Jay Broomley. Joined us late, didn't do too well. Dante Johnson, that was wonderful whenever he got cut. Wesley Johnson, Jordan Howard, Quentin Rollins, and Chris Campbell. Those were the first eight down, and those kind of happened not on you know the final day. Those happened on Friday. So we, we kind of knew those guys going in, and it's funny because on Saturday, the cuts were taking place in waves, uh, kind of groups of four or five, and zero trades. Man, I, w- I would have bet one to two trades at least. But, you know, John Lynch talked about how they spoke with several different teams about the quarterbacks, and they set their price, and they said they're not going to budge. Uh, they kept calling back to see if they would lower their price. They didn't budge. They didn't budge. And they ended up keeping them all. So it uh, turns out Kyle Shanahan was a man of his word whenever he said, we have three quarterbacks that can play, and we're going to keep all three. So he, he was not wrong about that. So let's go through these. Today are the Saturday versions of cuts. Uh, Jeremiah Veloga, great preseason, got cut. Josh Garnett, man, and if you look back, 
will go down as probably one of the worst picks in franchise history because we traded up to get him at the 28. We gave up a second, a fourth, and a sixth. And the second-round pick was for Chris Jones, the defensive tackle that the Chiefs got, uh, all-pro player. You know, that's a bummer. But, yeah, Josh Garnett just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, it didn't, didn't really matter. He was a bad scheme fit anyway, but he just couldn't stay healthy. He'll probably land somewhere else just because of the dra- draft pedigree. pedigree. Uh, wish him the best. Jordan Matthews, ouch, man. Um, a lot of people on 49ers Twitter, they were on the Jordan Matthews bandwagon. There's no way we're going to let him go. If you remember, he paid all that money to Trent Taylor so he could have his jersey. And man, not only does he get cut, but he paid to have his jersey, never even got to wear it. So maybe he'll probably land somewhere. I don't think this is his last stop. it would take some injuries, perhaps. Um, David Mayo played great. But uh, just got cut. Adrian Colbert uh, goes from starting free safety to cut uh, injuries. Tarvarius Moore stepping up. Just lots of different things there. And the next one is probably the one that hurt me the most, and that's Demontre Moore. You know, I, I missed on two players. If you listen to the previous episode where I went through and said, "Oh, these guys are in, these guys are out," all that stuff, I missed on two guys: Demontre Moore. Uh, and Elijah Lee. I really thought those two guys had earned the right to stay. Demontre Moore led the entire NFL with 17 quarterback pressures through preseason and then gets cut. I don't know what else he could have done. I get that we are stacked at that position, but if we have one play, (laughs) one play in week one where Solomon Thomas lines up on the edge in a pass-rushing situation Damn it, we made the wrong decision. <laughs> I, I, I think that Solomon Thomas is a much better player than Demontre Moore, but not as an edge pass rusher. Uh, Demontre Moore had more pressures in this preseason than Solomon Thomas has had in his entire career. So <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Uh, Daniel Helmcut, Jeff Wilson Jr. A lot of people really wanted him, um, but the decision to go ahead and put Jarek McKinnon on the preseason IR so Jarek McKinnon can't play at all anymore this year that freed up a spot and Kyle Shanahan came out and said we're not going to be keeping all those running backs because we consider Kyle Juszczyk to be one of those as well so we're not going to keep five we'll keep four but that's going to be it Jeff Wilson's going to land somewhere Uh, he is practice squad eligible here so if he does not land somewhere he will be back here but I don't think we're going to get that opportunity kid played great um, Anton Exum, he was cut as well. Demi- the three named guys were cut. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles, Jamel Garcia Williams, both gone. Kevin Givens, a lot of people were really big on him, but when DJ Jones came back healthy, that was basically it. Marcel Harris, uh, another surprise. I am not a Marcel Harris guy. Not to say that I'm glad that he is gone, but I, I think that that was a good cut. We only kept three safeties. Uh, technically three safeties. DJ Reed doesn't fall into that category. He could play safety in a pinch. But, yeah, it, it's Tart. It's Ward, uh, which if you want to say he's a slot guy, whatever. And then it's Tarvarius Moore. That's kind of what we got back there. So very interesting. We are pretty shy. But, again, versatility is always key with this front office. So we've got guys we can move around in a pinch. But it, it, quite interesting. I, I I'm glad we cut him, but we still need safety help. Uh, Malik Henry, he's gone. Elijah Lee, as I mentioned earlier, I think injuries were kind of what did him in. And that freed up a spot for Aziz. Uh, so Aziz Al-Shahar, who played lights out, loved his energy, loved his impact on the field. He is going to be a core special teamer. I'm glad they kept him. Leroy Reynolds was cut. Tyree Robinson, Wilson Spate. 
I hope that we do not bring him back on the practice squad. A lot of quarterbacks were cut, and it's funny. You know, that I'm reading through the news right before I hit record on this podcast. Seattle just cut Geno Smith. They cut every single quarterback except Russell Wilson. So here in the NFC West, we have three quarterbacks, whereas Seattle has one. And it just goes to show you the different philosophy. Uh, now, Seattle is the only team in the NFL to just have one. So as of now, that could change as things go on. But quite interesting, just the different philosophies in that. Chris Thompson cut, Jordan Thompson cut, and then Najee Torin, who I think was a bubble guy, but he just couldn't prove that he was good at any spot. Kind of like one of those uh, jack-of-all-trades, except maybe like a eight-of-all-trades. He, he could play all over the place, but he wasn't really good anywhere at any one of those spots. And then Austin Walter, running back who came in, played really, really well, but he was let go. Now let's jump over to a few of the personnel decisions as far as IR and PUP. So IR, injured reserve. Two kind of interesting moments. It came out earlier in the week that Kentavious Street is going to be put on IR, but they never made it official. They put Street on the initial 53 and then put him on IR, so that means he is eligible to return. So he's a, they don't do it anymore like they did two years ago where you would tag the guy right then and there and say, all right, this is my IR DR, uh, in injured reserve designated to return. Now you get a wait to see how they look, and they even get a practice for up to three weeks before you say, yes, we want this player back. But Contavious Street can come back after week eight. Jarek McKinnon, however, was put on IR before the 53. He cannot play for the 49ers at all this year. Uh, for the people saying we should cut him, can't cut him. Fully guaranteed contract, um, and you can't cut somebody that's injured. You have to do an injury settlement, so that complicates things further. But that did free us up a roster spot to keep probably the third quarterback position. Um, that's what is there. But quite interesting there. We have one pup player. That's Garrick Selleck. He was the only player available to go on the physically unable to perform list. He can come back after week six, but I don't think he'll ever play a snap again in the NFL. Lots of injuries. Pretty banged up. His play was declining. Um this is basically a way for him to continue getting paid and honoring his contract. Again, you cannot cut players that are injured, but you can come up to an injury settlement. Uh, that could happen with Garrett Selleck right now, but again, he is going to continue to get paid, and he should. Uh, he put his body on the line for the team for several years, was very loyal to the 49ers, and just an absolute stud for the 49ers. Now, there are three players that I could see us targeting. Uh, you know, I've been going through each team's cuts. Nobody really let go of tackles. And the few tackles that were let go were absolutely terrible. So it's, it, it again, look within the division. You, you see the trades taking place everywhere. You know, the Seahawks absolutely fleece the Texans. Don't want to talk too much about that for Jadavian Clowney, but. Then what happens is the Texans go in full-on panic mode. They give up two first-round picks and a third-round pick for uh, – sorry, two firsts and a second-round pick for Laramie Tunsil, who's maybe an 8-10 to 10 left tackle in the NFL. He's young. He's very talented, but he's not that great. Uh, I would 100% put McGlinchey and Joe Staley way over him. Now, Staley's, Staley's age is much more, but – the Dolphins are in full-on sell mode. They are tanking 100% and just collecting picks, very similar to what we saw the Browns do you know, about eight years ago. And it just goes to show you, 
if there is a position scarcity, there's two positions that just do not exist in the NFL. Number one is quarterbacks, and number two is pass-protecting tackles. Now, the NFL has changed dramatically in the fact that left tackle and right tackle are both beyond valuable, but good lord, two first-rounders and a second for Laramie Tunsil? Ugh. Man, I, and I'll say this, like if you're a betting person, I immediately went over to my bookie, which, um, you know, use the promo codes 49ers if you want to double your money right off the bat. I immediately went over there. I threw 100 bucks down on <laughs> Miami being the worst team in the NFL before those odds changed. The odds are pretty good over there on my bookie. So, again, you want to sign up. I've, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. As soon as that trade happened, I was like, holy shit, ran over there, put some money down on it. So I'm excited about collecting that one. Anyway, Anyway, having said all those things, there are three players that I think uh, we could target. Probably the number one guy. Now, we have the second waiver priority. The Cardinals have first. It follows the draft order. Um, Jamarcus Webb, the offensive tackle, he's not great. He's not great. But as a swing backup guy, he is at least athletic enough to where he can do pass protection fairly well. You know, they have a great offensive line group over there for the Colts. So I think that he is a guy that could step in. He would be a huge step up over what we have right now. Uh, Stefan Wisniewski, that's a rough one for me. Uh, Center for the Philadelphia Eagles, they waived him. He started six games the last three years in a row for them and kind of a center interior guy. They've had a lot of injuries. I would love to have him. I think that he would be, again, Outside of Ben Garland, the number one backup that we would have on the interior. Uh, perhaps he is kind of on pace with Ben Garland, a little behind him. And then Jeff Allen, offensive guard as well for the Chiefs. Uh, he got cut. So a couple interior guys, there's nobody to pick up. So if you want somebody, you got to trade. Uh, we do have a quarterback. Maybe you could swing a quarterback for a tackle or something. But we got to do something. And now we already do have that roster spot available. So if we just claim one person off of waivers, we do not need to release anybody because Contavious Street has already, he made the initial, now he's on IR. So technically, as of now, we have 52 people on our 53-man. So we have time and we have space to add somebody. So the 49ers are going to add somebody. Uh, what that's going to be, who knows but, you know, the, the odds are you wanted a tackle. I think everybody in the NFL wants tackles. There's no tackles. <laughs> so uh, let's jump in now. Let's go over who is here. This is going to be our team. And it's funny. We call it around the NFL. They use the terminology. Oh, this is the final 53-man roster. There is nothing final about this. Again, as soon as we submitted the paperwork to the NFL, they announced Contavious Street's going to IR. So by final, it means it lasted for five minutes. But for some reason, that's the terminology we use. We kept three quarterbacks, which about half the teams in the NFL do. So you can be upset and say, man, this is total BS. But, eh. Our quarterback position hasn't been the best. So uh, Garoppolo, Mullins, and CJ, we keep them all. And in that order, running back, we kept four. We have Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, Raheem Mostert, and Kyle Juszczyk. That's pretty standard. That's what we thought. Um, wide receiver, we had to keep seven. Most teams want to keep six. 
uh, we had to keep seven. And another guy that's out there is Keelan Doss. If you're watching Hard Knocks, he got waived by the Cowboy. Uh, sorry, by the Raiders. He was out of UC Davis and has been the star of Hard Knocks. Big bodied, kind of very similar to Kendrick Bourne type player, but with more upside. A lot of people on Twitter are saying, claim him, claim him, claim him. I don't think that we will. Kyle Shanahan is a huge my guy type of coach. If you play to him, he is loyal to you. He expects it in return. That's just who he is. But the seven wide receivers we kept, Pettis, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, Marquise Goodwin, Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne, and Richie James. I don't know how we found a way to keep all three of those guys, Taylor, Bourne, James. I've been saying from the start, there's no way we're going to keep these three. Well, the problem is we have a lot of injuries. Um, Taylor's injured. He's already been ruled out for week one. Jalen Hurd, we still don't know. It seems unlikely he will be playing week one. Pettis has a groin injury. He's going to play, but that's still scary. So even though we kept seven, it's possible we could only have four wide receivers active You know, at, give, at a given point during week one. So it, none of the injuries are significant. Maybe Jalen Hurd's back is the most scary. Taylor's going to be back in probably about two weeks. Uh, Pettis is going to start. He'll be out there, but the groin issue is a little bit of an issue. But it's going to be interesting. You know, if, if we come out week one in a two-wide receiver set, it's going to be Dante Pettis and Marquise Goodwin. If it's a three-wide receiver set, I would say it's probably going to be James in the slot if we're in the middle of the field. Kendrick Bourne um, is, will be out there if we're in the goal line or short yardage. That's my guess. And Debo will work in kind of alternating in with Marquise Goodwin. Tight ends, we kept four. This is weird to me, and I don't understand it. I question this much more than I question um, the quarterback. We only needed to keep three. We have Kittle. Now, Roz Dwelly is definitely the tight end two. And then we piece these next two guys together to form one tight end transformer style. You have Levine Toilolo, who's a great run blocker. And then we've got Caden Smith, that's a good pass-catching wide receiver and young draft pick. My guess is... Uh, it's going to be Tololo early on, and then we'll phase in Caden Smith as he gets better and better. But th- this was interesting. I, I, I don't understand why we kept four. That was rather shocking to me. Uh, I do agree that we use the tight end position much more than other teams, but this is very unique. I, am, I don't know. Offensive line, we kept eight total. Really only kept two tackles. I want to be honest with you. Okay, so Staley and McGlinchey, those guys are there. Uh, those are our two tackles. Now, we do have two players that can play tackle. Um, Justin School is an offensive tackle. I should, sorry, I should uh, preface that by saying there's only two players I feel comfortable taking snaps <laughs> offensive tackle. School is a 100% tackle, but he's not ready. Brunskill can in a pinch. My guess is if we had an injury at the offensive tackle position, Brunskill would be the first to go in there early on. That will transition to school late. Now, if we do pick up more than two players off of waivers, I think Brunskill is the first guy to go. I really, really do off of the roster. If one of the wide receivers was healthy, then I think that we would lose one of those wide receivers. I don't think we want to keep seven. We want to keep six there. But interesting. Or Tololo is another guy that could be gone there as well. Interior, you know, our three starters, if everybody is healthy, Lakin Tomlinson, left guard, Weston Richburg, center, Mike Person, right guard, and Garland's going to kind of back up all those with Brunskill's help as well. Brunskill can back up basically all five positions. You don't really want him taking snap at, at center, but you have Garland who can play all three interior positions. Brunskill can kind of play all five. Defensive line, let's jump over the defensive side. 
it's hard to break these guys up between tackle and end because we play people out of position all the time. So let's just go through it. Uh, Buckner, Ford, Bosa, Armstead, those are probably going to be the four starters if everybody was healthy. Bosa is not sure. He's going to practice tomorrow, which will be Sunday for the first time um, since he's been, you know, he, he got rolled up on. And so they haven't ruled him out week one. Now, if he is ready week one, he's going to be on a stat limit. He won't be out there with the starters. Maybe he'll go out there the first third down or passing situation. Now, Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Day made it, which I, I'm happy for. I didn't think I would have personally would have preferred to Montre Moore, but that's okay. I'm not the coach. <laughs> Ronald Blair and DJ Jones. Julian Taylor, who I've been saying since day one, I want this guy. I'm so glad that we kept him. And then, of course, Contavious Street, who counted against that already off of the 53, however. Linebackers kept five, and this has been probably the most surprising one. Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, no shocker there. Uh, Dre, Dre Greenlaw, he got kept. And then the other two guys I kept was surprising to me. Mark Nazocha, who balled out, special team stud, great locker room guy, gives his all. And Aziz. Al-Shahar, who I talked about earlier, love his energy. Both those guys, all three of those guys, Greenlaw, Nazocha, and Al-Shahar, they're all going to be on special teams all four, all the time. They're just going to be out there. Uh, maybe not on field goal unit, but it's possible. Now, if we move to the defensive backs, this is interesting because, again, we move guys around a lot. You know, Sherman and Witherspoon, no doubt about that. And then for our slot guys, this is where it gets interesting because we kept uh, Kwan Williams, which I'm excited. And they said there's a chance he could play week one, mostly who just balled out. And I absolutely love this guy. We're keeping him as well. We also kept DJ Reed and Jason Verrett. So we have a lot of depth there. Really the only guy that's kind of banged up right now is Jason Verrett. It seems like Kwan Williams is going to be okay, but we don't have to rush him back because we have two solid, three solid if you count Jimmy Ward. And Jimmy Ward mostly and DJ Reed, not too worried about the nickel spot. The spot that everybody should be worried about is safety. Um, you can copy and paste that from the last three years, but that's okay. Um, you know, It's going to be Tart starting, and it's going to be. This is what we all wanted. We're going to see. Tarvarius Moore is going to be the starting safety Day one, he's going to get the first snaps. Now, he hasn't been tested at all in preseason. Is that because he's so good people are scared of him? <laughs> We're going to find out. But I'm very, very happy that he is back there. Uh, he can absolutely play. And, of course, Jimmy Ward. I think Now, one thing that will be interesting, let's just say Quan Williams is fully healthy, ready to go week one. He starts at nickel. Do you put Jimmy Ward as the starting free? I think that they will, and then bump out Tarvarius more. Or do you just bump out Jimmy Ward? I, I personally would rather have Tarvarius more, but Jimmy Ward's going to be starting for this team week one. That might change as time goes on, but um, I'm just telling you that's the way it is. And then, of course, our three special teamers, Robbie Gold, Mitch Wisnowski, the Mitch Effect, and Kolba, our long snapper. So interesting notes. We only have two undrafted free agents this year. I say only. Um, that's pretty impressive, and that's Emmanuel Mosley and Aziz Al-Shahar, so just want to give those guys just like a huge, man, uh, they have defeated all odds 
and they have earned the right to be here. So props to those guys. And then just a couple other things, again, just from the most recent, um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan uh, meeting with the press. John Lynch did say Nick Bosa is practicing on Monday. We'll see from there. That's great news. There's been no setbacks yet, so he's feeling fine. You saw him walking around um, at an event. There were a couple of videos out. Nothing on his ankle, looking fine, no big deal. Trent Taylor is ruled out for week one. Um, Kwan Williams has already worked out today as of Saturday, and he is still, question mark, might be ready. Curious for that one. And one thing that I thought was interesting, too, John Lynch is actively lobbying for the NFL to increase the roster number. Um, and he cited things like injuries, concussion protocol, protecting the players, like uh, which is interesting. But whenever you say you want to increase the roster, don't keep three quarterbacks and four tight ends. <laughs> You've got two free spots that you could have added onto that roster right there. Who you would have kept, um, you know, that's up to you. Me personally, the two guys I missed on, I'm biased towards those guys, Demontre Moore and Elijah Lee, but yeah, you're going to do what you got to do. Now, there are a lot of practice squad news, and I don't think usually we keep a lot of our own guys. If I had to bet right now, I'm thinking we're going to keep probably five of our guys. So we get 10 practice squad guys, and that's going to start filtering out very, very soon. So once waivers clears, then it's bring on practice squad players. Now, a practice squad player, again, I'll go over all this uh, in a future podcast. It'll be out probably tomorrow. Tomorrow or Monday, one of those two days. They can be signed off your practice squad at any time. They get paid $8,000 a week. They're on there. Basically, if somebody wants to put them on their active roster, they're gone. So we'll pay attention to that. And that's going to do it for us. Um, I love our 53-man roster. I'll tell you this. This is the best roster we have had in probably about six years. It is constantly on the incline, which is what you want out of a team. We're not just throwing away players for draft picks like a lot of other people out there. So very happy, very excited. Congrats to the 2019 San Francisco 49ers. We've got a lot for you, and if you have not subscribed already, please subscribe, rate, review the podcast wherever you listen. It helps us a lot, and we will be with you guys shortly. Stay strong, faithful. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.